all. Yeah. So imagine hiring an, an, an unlimited, somebody who could do something better than all humans at that, um, at that rate that never had to take a break, didn't have to have a lunch break, um, union, everything else at under $5 an hour. Welcome to AI Unchained. I am Guy Swan. This is my journey into the world of intelligent technology. I am so stoked to finally launch this. Uh, I hope you guys are excited as I am. I've been going down this rabbit hole at an insane pace. The, the amount to unpack is just incredible. It's moving way faster than I can keep up with already. Um, so this is me trying to build something concrete out of it. Um, we're, I'm going to try to use all the AI tools that I know of to make this show and then break down in both podcast and video content a lot of the tools that I'm using and understanding, particularly in the conversations and the guests that we have on this show, I want to break down, I want to make sense of the rise of AI and what our relationship to it is. Is this going to be another top-down centralized system of control where we're plugging into somebody else's server and it's reading everything that we're doing on our computer? Or can this be a way to liberate us from those systems? And I think, I think that choice is ours, and the focus of this show will be toward the latter, is how do we explore... We will explore all the tools, but there will be a heavy focus on open source and self-hosting. And as I particularly get my, I'm sitting right here in front of my AI machine, uh, the monster computer that I'm putting together uh, to be the backbone of this podcast and all of the experimenting that we do. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy and come on this journey with me. And I could not think of anyone better for the first conversation on this show than Jeff Booth the legendary author of The Price of Tomorrow, especially with the commentary lately being around, should we pause AI research? Now we've got an AI czar, and you know what does that even mean? Is this, it, does that even make sense to ask that question? And should we have seen this coming? Should this have been obvious that we are here? And what does this mean for society? How... How do we make sense of the changes that are being unleashed? So we are going to get into it with the first episode with Jeff Booth, A New Frontier. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, How you been, man? We haven't talked or shit. I haven't seen you in a year. um, Busy, busy, but great. Like really great. Uh, Good busy. Good busy. Love it. Doing the stuff I'm loving with Ego Death, the... Uh, Sweet, yeah, like traveling on uh, with Bitcoin related stuff, like loving it. Yeah, what is? Yeah. Tell me about the the ego death thing. The um, like I've it's landed in front of me, like at different points. Like I've heard of it, but I don't really know anything about it. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to port more of my time. I, I've said this on multiple podcasts lately, but uh, but I felt I felt I was being a hypocrite. Um, okay. and 90% of my time was existing boards, companies that I'd, uh, invested in or founded or anything else in the fiat world. Mm-hmm. And, and then 10% of my time was talking on about podcast about what was happening. Um, yep. and I realized I needed to spend, if, if I wanted to help the world move forward on this, I needed to invest my time and money in helping that, uh, happen. 
then then a really a really good friend of mine came to me and um and wanted to uh, just start a venture funny originally a venture fund in crypto and i laughed yeah. at him and 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 i and i said you got a lot of work to do um but here's the beauty like he was he's a super capable guy and and so he did he just went down the rabbit hole he went he, he tried every other crypto project or not every other but lots he realized yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all they're all a self-referential loop um and they're <laughs> all, all all worth nothing in the end and, and he came to and, and then he came back to me and he said i get it i totally get it um wow and uh and we thought where layer two was and what things were happening now there's an opportunity to, to really accelerate things so we mm-hmm. started uh him uh nico andy and myself started a venture fund to be able to invest in the builders sweet okay hell yeah so that's that's been like a main focus lately Main focus, yeah. The yeah. obviously, I'm still doing this. I'm traveling and everything. Yeah, and, yeah, sure. Um, and they're yeah. running the, uh, I would say, the top of the funnel. But but the beautiful thing is now I get to spend. Uh, I, I'm joining board, so I'm on the boards of Breeze. I'm on the board of Fetty. Um, nice, and, um, nice, and, yeah. And I get to spend more time with all of the great founders in the space, building it forward. Sweet, that's awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be a Bitcoin 2023, right? You're speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay. You're going to be there. Well, shit, I'll see. Right? I'll see you there. Yeah, I'll see you in like a week or so. Yeah, perfect. Um, oh my god, it really is a week. It's crazy. It's the. I team. was just. I, I was at Sailors last week. So Sailors back home then for a week, and then uh, going. You going there? Sweet. Well, uh, let me give you a breakdown of like what this podcast is. So, um, it's obviously AI centered, but I have felt in everything that I have dug through and the stuff that I've watched about it is that there is a perspective that I think is incredibly unrepresented. And even people in the libertarian community have kind of echoed a lot of this like knee jerk, we have to control it. We need to put this on Paul's sort of mentality. And I feel like, like, I don't, I don't know of any time in history in which we reacted to something and made major decisions because we were afraid and did not understand where we were going in which the results were positive. Like I just, I can't, I can't think of one solid example of that being the case. And that's what this feels like to me. And open source has really exploded since the, the meta weights, the, the llama, the language model that they have uh, dropped. And then obviously stable diffusion dropped uh, previously like the explosion and the expansion of these ai tools in the open source side of things has been fascinating to watch and it seems to iterate and feedback on itself a lot faster and in a lot more a far more curated and uh, purposeful direction or purposeful way than these giant centralized models that are just trying to stick as many billions or trillions of parameters as they possibly can in them. And so I kind of wanted to take that perspective is that I actually think open source has a a runway here. Like, like they actually have the, it actually has the potential to outpace and the, the, that lock in network effect that we're used to with platforms and centralized social media actually might not apply here. Um, and this is a fundamentally different technology 
And I know that you are basically the guy when it comes <laughs> to trying to make sense of these exponential trends and where things are headed. And I just thought I could not think of anybody who would be a better first guest to kind of expand on both the philosophy or the potential of this and then also just kind of the chaos of where things are moving and how quickly things are changing and what this is essentially doing to that, like, like where we are in that curve, so to speak. Um, so, um, that's the, that's the short version, I guess. Love it. Uh, love it. I think it's a really, uh, really rich space with lots to talk, talk about and it's connected to Bitcoin because of the very same thing. Both highly, highly connected to Bitcoin. In fact, one of the really beautiful things that I think we're um, opportunities that I, I hope the Bitcoiners can take care, uh, take advantage of is with things like the Lightning Network and open instant payment networks, we're able to organize in a sort of decentralized collective manner. Like we can get pools of thousands, tens of thousands of people together to share resources and we can in real time share sats to share those resources. This what can my, we do with yeah. AI tools? Totally. This, when, this is my entire thesis, right? This, this exactly, is, exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. None of the, what we're seeing today on, on AI is a surprise. Like you read my book. You, I, th I yeah. think I thought you read my book again when, yeah. when all these yeah. were, were, were coming out and you can, you, you can see, you can see effectively exactly when you're going to hit this. Um, yeah. in it and why and why it continues and there's no way to stop you could pretend to stop it you could regulate yeah. if you try to regulate it essentially you're going to all you're going to do is you're going to concentrate it in certain people's hands but it won't actually that wouldn't work anyway that is exactly what i think that is yeah. exactly what i think um it's it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like financial regulation to protect you from uh, uh, from losing your money on top as of a system designed to steal your money <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly what do you think would go wrong <laughs> yeah nothing nothing no big deal no big deal um so i don't know where we started this show right at the beginning of this but um we are i just want to say welcome to the first episode of ai unchained and uh, uh i want to since this audience is probably going to be heavy ai and part bitcoin um i want to there are probably a lot of people who don't know your thesis you know who, who don't know the model that you uh, lay out in the price of tomorrow your book um so maybe give us a short rundown and we'll riff back and forth on, on the ideas a little bit before we kind of get into the, the meat of uh, the show. Sure. And it's actually a relatively simple idea. Um, and uh, it's just, it's so complicated to understand because we're used to looking at the world a different way. And, this, and we're going through a phase change in, in society. And obviously and that phase change changes literally everything. Yeah. And, um, and, and so the central premise of, uh, of Price of Tomorrow is technology is deflationary um, and it's competing against a system that must, uh, must be inflationary or face collapse. And so, so you have two forces going exactly in opposite ways, one concentrating wealth at the top, one, uh, one essentially the rise of the rise of the debt and the manipulation of the debt is in response to technology trying to make our lives better and give us more for less and it's an exact it's a logical response it's actually it's just the exact inverse of that exponential trend around technology driving more mm -hmm. debt and then more manipulation of money because you can't pay back the debt yeah and it, and 
because you always owe the, owe the debt plus interest and the productivity that you get from the debt doesn't even pay off the debt. Like, yeah, but now, but yeah. start with start with productivity. What is, what happens in productivity? And this is related to uh, very much related to AI and how, yeah. uh, how what's happening. So so in a free market, prices fall to the marginal cost of production, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, you can regulate an industry for a while. But then that industry will be ca- uh, taken over by some other one, who, someone else who hasn't regulated that industry because, because while there's a penny of profit in an economic calculation, entrepreneurs race in to try to capture that penny of profit to deliver you more value. Yeah. And so prices always fall to the marginal cost of production over a long time. It's a race to the bottom. It's a race to... It's a race to no margin whatsoever between let's, the cost and the, the yeah, good let's, itself. Let's go a little bit deeper. It's not a race okay. to the bottom. It's a race to deliver you more value yeah. by you. There bottom of no, price. Bottom of I mean. price. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a, so essentially every, every entrepreneur is an economic actor trying to create value. And if their thing doesn't create value and users using it, then mm-hmm. it didn't work and it fails. So, so all of those things, all of those shots on nets, all of those ideas are trying to create more value for society and the ones that win do so because they created more value for society and prices fall as a result. That would be normal. Mm-hmm. And each time that that happens, and so number one, let's just start there. Prices fall to the marginal cost of production. Everyone in economics knows that's true. Number two, you have exponentially falling, you ex- exponentially uh, increasing productivity around technology. So you can see what it ha- is happening with AI. You can see what's happening right now. AI, um, I would say people are watching a frame of a movie instead of what the entire movie looks like. And they're surprised by what's happening with AI. But if you look at, if you look at the, if you look at the trend, it's been the exact same trend for 50 years. It's just, you Mm -hmm. have to measure it in log log function and it's an exponential trend. So you can accept that's actually why it was so easy to chart what, where we'd be today in my book, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you can see exactly where we would be and, and what, Essentially, human intelligence is error correction, and computers are becoming better at that than us. Um, and so, you could see where that was going to hit within a couple years, and where it was going to keep going, and it's going to keep going. It's going to, and this has a lot of implications for your podcast and everything else. But it's, but people will go, "Wow, look what it's doing today," and then get scared of everything else. And, and also miss how fast this is happening and the exponential trend that's going to happen in a year yeah. from now. And um, so prices fall to the marginal cost of production, number one. Two, um, you have exponentially in, uh, increasing technology driving prices to the marginal cost of production, which would create most things in society in time would be free. But that makes the debt... Um, ever more expensive to pay back. So you couldn't pay it back under that economic model. It's already in, so the global debt is about $400 trillion and it's already mm-hmm. insolvent. So if you have things going to free, insolvent by a huge gap, by a huge gap, it's, it's crazy insolvent. You, you kind of have to laugh because it's so fucking scary. Uh, it's so, it's so, so we live in a, we live in a make-believe world that we, yeah. we pretend it's solvent because we pretend we allow governments to essentially decrease the value of our money to pay it back in cheaper terms. 
That's yeah. that the, the global make-believe world. So those two forces are colliding, and they're colliding at an ever faster rate. And so remember, in in the book, I wrote um, the 185 in the preceding 20 years, 185 trillion dollars of new additional debt for 46 trillion dollars of uh, economic growth. Mm-hmm. And I said specifically in the book, okay, that's bad enough, but people haven't calculated the next leg of this the exponential function on how much more has to come in and yeah. how much more productivity is supposed to come to you. So we live in, I mean, a think world. about it. You, you have to, you have to issue more debt just to pay the, the negative gap totally. like between you know, 46 and 183, not even to continue what we're doing, but just to make sure you are at zero. Exactly. The hole is so big right now. It's so staggering. And that's why when in 2008, when you see 300, 300 billion and then 700 billion, it turns into 700 billion in TARP and there's marches on Wall Street. And then mm-hmm. there's no marches for five or six trillion in 2020. Like it's an order mm-hmm. of magnitude. Uh, no big bigger. deal. And, no. and by the way, right now it's an order of magnitude bigger to, to yeah. fill the gap right now. You'd be talking about tens of trillions of dollars. It's yeah. needed right now to be able to to keep this thing in check. So you got two different systems colliding and moving faster and faster apart. In one system, um, that the prices will fall forever. But the only thing that could that could measure that system would be something with fixed currency units like Bitcoin. So what's yeah. happening in Bitcoin? People think it's going up in price, but measured from Bitcoin, it's, it isn't. What's happening is all prices are falling in economic law that prices fall to the marginal cost of production and will do so forever. So uh, so, uh, so, so it's, it's actually telling you the truth of measuring the market versus uh, versus uh, what's happening. So that's the is general premise I laid out in the book, what was mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was happening in society in that phase transition. Yeah. And I also dedicated a couple chapters to uh, to AI because AI was a general purpose technology that touched every single other thing that uh, that was was because of Moore's laws and Moore's law and the trend that you could see that that log trend that you could see in AI, you could predict where we would be and where we'd be next year and where we'd be and what impact it would have on the existing financial system as, as we went through. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, I totally like it's, it's such a fascinating way to it's, it's, it's kind of incredible how completely polar opposite it is to the normal person's view of things. Um, like, especially cause there's so many things at odds, like to, to try to make sense of a deflationary currency, like when the, the just the very let, let idea, do, I want, I want to hear this, but just, I want to make sure yeah. we don't say to me, it's not a deflationary it's, currency. It's, it's a deflationary neutral, technology on a exact, static currency. A, the, the currency is a neutral reserve yeah. currency or neutral with unlimited velocity. Yeah. It's a, it, it, the, it's describing the free market and prices yes. falling to the marginal cost of production. That's what it's describing yeah. because it's neutral. Yeah. There's, um, there's a problem with always trying to use their language, yeah, totally. you know, that, totally. that it's, that it's just simply inaccurate. You know, yeah. you're trying to say deflation, but that's not what it is. The technology yeah. is deflation and the currency or the monetary unit is static. And therefore you see the technological deflation through the value of the money. Bingo. Um, 
And, and that's exactly why, I mean, I've argued and gone back and forth with multiple economists and stuff on Twitter um, about this exact thing is the idea that like they say, oh, well, everybody will just hoard money or whatever and like <laughs> no completely misunderstand that like the the deflation, the 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 increase in the value of the money is the consequence. It's just the gauge that's telling us. It's like, it's like the altimeter in a plane, right? Is that when you move the plane, the altimeter adjusts to tell you what's happening. But you can't you can't move the altimeter to make the plane go up and down. You know, it's the response mechanism. So what you have to say that like we're all going to be poor because money's just going to go up in value is literally failing to recognize that money going up in value is the is the result it's the indication that we got wealthier it's the exact opposite of what they claim it is that you just nailed it it's productivity so yeah so so you you have the, some crazy ideas out of the existing system too um and as you naturally would expect um and so a good friend of mine uh, is creating, he's probably his, as a leading company in artificial general intelligence and robotics today, mm-hmm. merging those two. And so he has actually uh, robots on uh, in stores right now that aren't single purpose robots like you'd see in Amazon that just do, just do shelving or just do picking, picking, packing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give it a command that says run the store. And it'll unload the truck, it'll stock the shelves, it'll greet people, it'll ch- do the checkout, and it'll, and it'll do it in- increasingly better than humans on the entire store. So it's not, it, and, and so when you think about this, I know, but when you think about this thing, yeah, um, and all of the use cases today, the AI is largely digital, and and all of the, the dig- digital domain, and making us better, but there's a physical piece that most of most of the economy is in right mm-hmm. from uh, w- whether it's whether it's agriculture or whether it's w- whatever there's a touch piece that has to happen as this mm-hmm. merges there's about 10 trillion dollars even in the u.s a, uh, a year in economic growth that is at risk and think through the calculations so why don't you pay for your calculator app and where is your calculator app in GDP? And, yeah. and why you don't is because prices fall to the marginal cost of production. And as that happens, more and more things can't even be measured in GDP because they give your life abundance. Mm-hmm. And there's less things to measure in GDP. And your people are moving the denominator of currencies to pretend there's more and push up the remaining things. Well, this is driving faster and faster and faster in an exponential pattern to take more things out. And yeah. so when you do when you do that, then you concentrate that productivity that should flow to society in the form of lower prices in very few hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's happening. And it's it, and that's very much what will will likely be a giant fight around AI too, is is from a whole bunch of people like Elon Musk that are behind um, behind this open movement that want to to say we need to regulate this so I can catch up. Yeah, that's what's going to that that is likely what's going to happen. Yeah, um, and that's where I think. In fact, maybe I'll just get your response to this: Is what do you 
what would be your response to somebody who comes in and says, we need to pause this thing. We need to slow it down. We need to put some brakes on it and make sure that this doesn't get out of hand and that it's, you know, for the good of society rather than the few or something like that. Like, how, how would you respond to that mentality? So uh, if, number one, I understand the fear and it's the same sure. response. It's the, sure. It, sure. Same response I would have. This is an unknown technology. People can't see how it's going to impact their life. And it's, and, and it's an irrational, it's an additional irrational fear. So I'm going to talk about the rational as well, but it's additional uh, irrational fear because what they're really worried about is the productivity not flowing to them and who, how are they going to live? Yeah. And that, and that fear is because of the monetary system we live in. That's why I said yeah. before, that, that's why I said before financial regulation on top of a monetary system that is designed to steal their money is kind of a crazy concept, but that's exactly what we live in today. Right? Mm -hmm. We live on a, in, in all the financial regula regulators know the system is insolvent and they regulate to protect your money and lock you into that insolvent system. It's, it's staggering, but we put up with it and we think, so now if you're stuck in that system and you believe in that system, then you're going to get more scared of AI because that productivity should be flowing to you. You should every year you're, you're, you should get more abundance and have to work less. That's a natural mm -hmm. world world, but you could only measure that from Bitcoin. You couldn't measure it from the existing system. In Bitcoin, that is exactly what's happening. It's describing that world um, happening. But so if you go to why would, would there be an additional rational fear? Because you have this massive productivity gain. And people mm -hmm. are wondering what they're going to do, <clears throat> right? And and it, when they should wonder because because every year their uh, their expenses get higher and higher and higher when they should get lower and lower and lower. So obviously in that sort of tinder box they're going to they're going to believe people who tell them i'll save you yeah i'm the person who can save you and and, and I've, again i've said this on numerous podcasts recently. just give me more political power yeah, yeah exactly it reinforces the political power yeah. um, if you looked at argentina or lebanon or, or venezuela where you have complete rug pulls people have worked 40 years and their and all their savings is gone um and why aren't they all on horrifying, man. horrifying and if you see what ends up happening why aren't they all on bitcoin and they're not 95 yeah. of them are stay stuck in the system thinking it can be they can be saved by a different leader that essentially takes away their individual rights and freedoms and consolidates power mm -hmm. as a result and so this game is going to play on because of human nature Unability, the inability to see what we're talking about right now is going to play on over and over and over again, even though that there's an open monetary network that any single human being could step into and measure accurately um, and get more value every year in their life. Um, yeah, so they will, they will, many will stay, stay stuck and this will flush through many on many cycles over uh, uh, to Bitcoin. It, it, so when, when we think about hyper Bitcoinization and tomorrow everything changes, good luck. It just won't yeah. happen. It, it, uh, or I say the probability of that happening are so remote um, that, uh, that um, people forget. You could wipe their, you could completely wipe their value 
they could, uh, let's say in Argentina right now, their labor rate versus the world is now really low. Mm-hmm. And so money will come, come in and take advantage of that. And everybody in Argentina will go, wow, it's working again. And then yeah. they'll be rug pulled again. So, yeah. so people forget really fat, really quickly that, and, uh, and, and that's what will keep this system going. Now, the short term reactions and the short term benefits that they grab as fast as they can basically lock them into this same process of being victim of the same system because the short term the short term rebound looks like such an opportunity after they get obliterated totally. that they just they stay stuck in that mindset and because they're on the hamster wheel they don't even have time to stop pause look around and take a big picture view of any of it totally. um because they're they're running out of food yeah, <laughs> you know exactly so yeah. now now ai is it essentially makes these cycles happen at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. So let's let's first before we go to uh, and I, I think we need to first because um, and then we'll go dive deeper into the AI. Um, but but let's imagine a uh, today tom- tomorrow any any day in the, in a little while a country says okay. We're wiping out our debt. We're either defaulting or we're hyperinflating it away, and now it's now it's stable. What we just described would happen right now. Their now their labor rate is cheaper versus the world. Everybody races in, and they and they do it again. But these cycles will accelerate because if that country, let's say that country pegged to Bitcoin or created a fiat currency, but they still wanted to run an inflationary model. Mm-hmm. And, and run debt, then the debt would default at a faster and faster rate because uh, because of the productivity <clears throat> rate. The productivity rate is way faster than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, so it would look like uh, what I would say is it would look like Greece that kind of, that kind. Of, and I'm talking about one country, but it would look like kind of Greece what's happened over the last two hundred years, but at okay. a way faster rate. Mm-hmm. And so, it, and then each one of those cycles will probably create more people that understand Bitcoin, and eventually Bitcoin will transition. But the people living in that Bitcoin world the entire time, they're just measuring the essentially they're living in the future today. That's what's and 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 yeah. they're seeing the future is that. here. It's just not evenly distributed. <laughs> exactly, and they're seeing yeah. that, and they're seeing the um, all prices falling to the marginal cost of production in in Bitcoin terms. And they're seeing the hope and truth, hope and abundance delivered by that system. It's just not evenly distributed, and that'll that'll happen. So now, if we dig into AI specifically, um, it's it. it um, let's let's first put it in that package, and why there's tremendous opportunity right now. If you have mm-hmm. kids, if you have, uh, if, if you're a business, if you're a new business, why there's just staggering opportunity, but let's put it in the bucket we just described to show the opportunity and why it exists. So what you're doing when you're using some of these tools right now, and I think a thousand new tools came out last week, many of them free, many of them open source. Um, we'll go there in a second, but yeah. what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. what, um, what, uh, what we're, what you're doing is you're taking, let's say there was a hundred dollars of value before in the overall market mm-hmm. and you're taking it to $60 and you're taking most of it 
because you can do the job way cheaper than the hundred dollars used to do, do it. And mm -hmm. if you're early in the, these and understand it better than uh, other people, then that creates massive opportunity for you. Every business, every CEO needs you like right now because, because you can help them make their business more efficient. And if they don't mm -hmm. make their business more efficient, then the person that does make their business more efficient will win the market. Yeah. Right. So, so what yeah. that, what that, what that means is a whole, some businesses are going to go out of business really quickly because of this. Some are going to use it and consolidate more power. Right. And, and, it, it, but that hundred dollars went to 60 and follow the calculator app example that I, that I used to kind of mark prices, follow the marginal cost of production mm -hmm. with what you're doing with what you, because you're leading this for that organization, you're providing them more value. You'll get more of the 60. And then somebody else will do it to you if you don't yeah. stay ahead of this and it'll go to 40 and it'll go to 20 and it'll go to 10 and it'll go to free. And then it won't be in GDP anymore. And the entire ride down isn't a light switch that, that just automatically everything fails. The entire mm -hmm. ride down is a clunky process. It's a clunky that. incremental, clunky, like clunky smashing into things. Yes. Yeah. Some yeah. working, some not working. The, all of these bad ideas fighting to be able to, to do that. And that's mm -hmm. why it's hard to measure it inside. People get caught inside the, um, uh, the machine instead of looking back and saying what's happening at a, if you step back and, and, and that pro describing that process. So that clunky process, people, again, means some entrepreneurs are going to create AI companies that are worth zero and, and the, the venture capital is going to fund them and give them tons of money. Some people are going to create ideas that are going to be worth nothing, just like the dot com nine, 1999 in the dot com world. And then can, can, can you say crypto? I don't exactly. <laughs> exactly. All of these things that just eventually just get uh, it, it, because of that, that economic value get wiped out. Um, yeah. and, 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 and that path will continue to make, it'll, it'll make the prices falling to marginal cost of production happen faster. Mm -hmm. And so tremendous opportunity to learn some of these tools as fast as you can. I have my kids right now that, that, that at least an hour a day and they have to, uh, present me in their words, what they discovered that was kind of mind blowing to, uh, today because I want them, uh, and that's so awesome. So they're each creating, creating kind of a, a list and in their own words, what, what they find. And actually I sent you one that we might want to pull, uh, pull up. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, and that's because I want them to understand this technology and what does it, because they'll have more value to other, uh, to other people. So I want them to really understand this and the people that do will have a massive edge because most people won't very few, very few, very few will take that step, but it accelerates the trends we're talking about. And that's why Bitcoin is so important to, uh, additionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And this is actually why this is a large part of the reason why I felt really obligated to do this show. Um, is because I had been really going down the rabbit hole of these tools. And like you say, there's such a short timeline here to take advantage of these as broadly and as, as deeply as possible. And if we can get if we can get the philosophy of Bitcoiners, of self-hosting, of running your own, of like integrating and just building and, you know, kind of not looking back sort of thing, just like 
like moving into this like with full force so to speak um then the the tools that bitcoiners have lightning network noster keat like these these things that we have to organize this this technology and and build this as a community as an ecosystem could put us so far it, we already have an advantage i think we already have like a kind of a rather significant improvement over the organization and the the cooperation in the space and the propensity to just build um that that i think is still kind of being resisted in a lot of different areas and then put on top of that an instant payments network that is that has no center that has yeah. that can't be controlled that can't be paused um and you've got a recipe for something really exciting i think um for sharing ideas and sh providing value for it like providing yeah. sats for those can, ideas to be shared can i can i totally agree with you and by the way to me um in Bitcoin, and I think even in, in my book, you could probably see I held Bitcoin before uh, I wrote the book, but I bought a lot more as I was as I was uh, writing the book and yeah. started. Um, but even after that, I would say if I if I'm being honest, at that time, I was wondering even after there must be something else that I'm missing on Bitcoin. There must be mm -hmm. some other way to be able to to organize society in a way that allows this to happen, and then and then furthermore, I thought, okay, what are the probabilities? In fact, I was trying to think through all of the. I wasn't trying to um, reinforce my beliefs. I was trying to disprove them. So I was so so in Bitcoin. I was I spent a lot of time. What are the attack vectors? What would they look like? Where, where mm -hmm. um, and constantly trying to disprove my hypothesis and and that, and it, essentially taking my probabilities of failure of the network down from maybe one and a half when I started down to under point one um, today. And 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 I so I can almost say I think Bitcoin's inevitable. It's going to happen, but it's going to be really, uh, it's really going to be bumpy on the way through. At least that's my probabilities. The one when I, when I think, and that's, that's why even in ego death, when we're building now we think, wow, okay, now you have a stable, secure foundation. That's that can take the weight of the weight of the world that you don't have to worry about some, a system that's 10,000 times bigger. Every attack that they try to do to it makes it stronger. Yeah. So, so, so now you can actually really invest your time and move this forward. Where, where you're, you're right about AI being an accelerator for both, but you, but we have to, uh, to me, we have to decompartmentalize those because what people don't realize in the existing system that they're spending time in is AI is a massive is imagine today. Elon Musk says, says, ensure people believe that i'm a, that i'm a star mm -hmm. right just tell give the AI an algorithm and every single thing you click on or, or if he says ensure people believe in the fiat system or somebody else does they believe mm -hmm. that, then every single thing you click on and the amount of time you spend there will be a further implication into the ai system and you won't know your mind is changing you will think mm -hmm. it's your free thought that is that is doing this and you'll only see certain things and then if it didn't work if you bounced out of it 
it'll learn faster what you need to do, the hook to be able to bring you in to believe it. And it'll be a slow transition. You won't even know. So that is the world we're living in. And it'll also, it'll fake people. It'll fake your friends. It'll fake you. You won't know. And and we're on the precipice of how fast that is. So the, the consolidation of data and the consolidation of these centralized pla- platforms can produce tremendous harm and create kind of that wave that recyc- re- recycles and actually reinforce the existing system. And it's a big yeah. deal. So, so yes, there are all these tools can also be used for good, um, and, and move forward. But we have to re- realize today, Bitcoin is really kind of small in relation to the overall global economic system. Sure. And, and more people need to understand it and why, and why that's important. And, and these tools also help you help people consolidate more power faster, both because of fear, um, and, and because of what I just said. Yeah. This is also why, like I, I increasingly think like the adoption of these things through like APIs and integration into platforms. Like I have one that's an API with, um, a smaller company, but they're essentially doing the exact same thing, uh, with my notes that has, uh, a, uh, an app called obsidian that literally like the AI reads all my notes and then I can make contextual links and stuff. And it's insanely useful, but it is somebody else's computer. Totally. You know, it's going, it is, it's, it's getting rolled up at a higher abstraction level. Exactly. Over and over and over. And those different layers that are taking your information in, um, are, are at a higher abstraction level. Are and making sense of it before exactly. putting it in the eyes of some perceived authority yep. or central totally. controller, um, which makes it all the more dangerous. And like, this is why I think the trend toward decentralized platforms for protocols over platforms and protocols over, you know, centralized servers um, is one of the most, it, it already was, I think, the most important focus. And now just with AI landing and basically being at the place that it's at has just accelerated that importance in my mind so much. It's just like, holy crap, like we really, we need this now. Like we, we can't, we, we can't delay at all. We need to separate ourselves from these platforms or we could get trapped. You know, if we integrate these things with our lives and, you know, get five X, 10 X more productive in all the various ways, that's a whole, you can't undo that. You know, like you, you get used to that lifestyle or that's that way of doing things. We're worse. That productivity is then captured in the state because they give you UBI or they give you more and you think your life is getting better. And the next step you're locked into a system that, uh, that, that you can't get out of. Let's pause right here and thank the sponsors that make this show possible. CoinKite has one of the, if not the best, suite collection of Bitcoin hardware security devices out there. I think I have at least one of everything that they sell, actually. And in particular, the cold card hardware wallet. Either the Mark IV or their newest, the Q1, which is still on pre-order right now, has so, is such a versatile wallet. I like to think of it as a cypherpunk calculator because it just looks like a cypherpunk calculator. And it is highly secure, it is air-gapped by default, and it is just packed full of features and uh, ways to interoperate with it. And obviously, I talk about it all the time, it's got NFC. 
where you can literally just with the nunchuck wallet, which is the one that I use with it all the time. You can literally just tap your cold card or your tap signer, which is also an NFC device. You can just tap it to your phone to send a transaction. And if you have not checked this out, if you do not have a hardware wallet yet, it is time to take that leap and you can get 9% off with code Bitcoin Audible. Trust me, you will not regret it. It is just, it's, it, you will sleep like a baby. Now, however, CoinKite does not sell Bitcoin. So if you want to get some Bitcoin to send to your cold card, you're going to want to go to Swan Bitcoin. Not only do they have the automatic savings plan and the automatic withdrawals and the IRA and the, the setup and IRA in minutes, literally, and the ability to get institution institutional purchases and get your business attached to it and have literally the largest collection of curated information and pure signal to learn practically anything that you want to know about Bitcoin. They also have an insanely knowledgeable team that is happy to help you out in any way that they can. And they make themselves super accessible. They have Twitter spaces all the time. You can literally just reach out to them and they'll answer your questions and help you out. Check them out at my link. It helps me out. It actually supports the show. Go to swanbitcoin.com guy. That is a free way to help out the show. And then last, but certainly not least, because I got like 60,000, 70,000 sats today just from using the full debit card. This is the absolute no-brainer. If you have a bank debit card that doesn't pay you Bitcoin, get a full debit card that does pay you Bitcoin. And then you go from not getting paid Bitcoin to getting paid Bitcoin for paying for your bills, for getting groceries, for going out for coffee, for filling up your gas tank. You get paid 1% back in Bitcoin and you get spins to spin the wheel of sats that just gives you more sats. I have 21 million Bitcoin from using this card for like two years. 0.21 of an entire Bitcoin just because I switched my debit card. Seriously, bitcoinaudible.com slash vault. You can find links to all of our sponsors right in the show notes. You're getting shared a small fraction of the actual productivity gain, and instead it's going to a centralized institution that's using it more for violence and control over the entire architecture, and then you're simultaneously becoming dependent on it. So the only way that you get your share of the resources of society and productivity is by funneling through this giant system of power first. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's, there is just no way you'll be able to do that. You won't even know what's happening to you. Most, most of the planet won't know what's happening to them. That's, that's exactly it. And so yeah. that's why that's what I think Bitcoiners already see, or some are starting to see, mm-hmm. um, and because Bitcoin essentially solves that paradox we started, uh, before it, 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 we wouldn't vote for it. Like if you just think if a, if a politician today came out and said, um, every year, your real income is going to go up, but your income is going to go down in fiat terms. Um, and your house is going to get cheaper. And like, there's no way that politician would get elected because no. our, our selfish nature, we think we can grow forever. Um, mm-hmm. we think we can, because we've always lived in that system. So when we look around at other people, what other people should do, look at yourself. If you're spending more of your time in the fiat system, believing what we just said, you're a cog in that system 
mm-hmm. it's actually going to take more more and more of your uh, more and more of your value you're actually making it happen if you're yelling at the fiat system if you're spending like if you march on wall street and break all the windows then go home the windows get yeah. repaired. Where does money come from to repair the windows? It came from you. You had any savings? You you making the system stronger, yeah. and so so all of those actions just tend to to make that happen. And Bitcoin is 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 the opposite system. And people should be. I can't tell people what they should do, but I can tell. For me, I realized that, and I wanted to spend more of my time creating the world I wanted to see. Yeah, got a question for you. Have you ever read the book Bullshit Jobs? Yeah. So it's so funny to me. I'm about like three quarters of the way through the book right now. Um, that's this week's book. And uh, I, uh, I cannot believe how much it is tied to just the idea of financing. Like, like it's such a fiat product, you know, yeah. um, as to why this happens. But essentially the thesis for the audience is that roughly 40 percent um and granted he's and he has a really good argument as to why you can essentially trust the people in the jobs as kind of the highest arbiter of whether or not the job is in fact bullshit like it's just pointless work it's busy work like in school you know you just do a lot of homework that doesn't mean anything and you're not actually learning anything it's just so that you have an assignment um and uh and this is actually proliferated throughout the entire economy there is there's a uh, a feedback loop that I see in trying to imagine how this has come about and, and following kind of the game theory of financing everything and political fiat and kind of the toxic bigness of corporations and the, the, the government, inst- the political institutions. Um, and uh, that, and I loved his description that it's kind of like a pseudo feudalism is that, you know, you go back to like feudal Kings and these things, they essentially would have so much value they have so much money that they confiscated from their servants or from their their um, serfs um, that they would spend tons of money on just looking like they were important yeah. like, and looking like they were doing things or they were representative of this, that or the other or to have people standing around the room that are all just not doing anything and they're silent for the whole party because this is just these are your lackeys and all of it was posturing. And that is what I feel like is has happened is that we actually have the productivity to we, we have the insane amount of wealth and value that we create in the economy to give everybody a 15 hour work week, to get everybody a 10 hour work less, week. Le, less than that, it would be yeah, 10, 10, less yeah. than 10 hours a, a week globally. Yeah. And they have more than they have today globally. But, so much is concentrated. I mean, when you just loan out a trillion dollars to like a handful of giant corporations, what happens is they soak up all the resources and suddenly they're all psychotically expensive. And I just went to the store yesterday or the day before with six bags of groceries. It costs me $450, six bags of groceries. And uh, all of that gets sucked up and they have too much money and they don't even know what to do with it. So they, they create this culture around like, we're going to hire equity and diversity consultants and we're going to hire like we're just going to hire nonsense that, um, you know, lackeys and people who are just standing there to make us look good and doing work and then creating bullshit work to duct tape somebody else's some incompetent person's like failure to do their job. And it literally and, and I love like just kind of the overall thesis and I highly recommend this book to anybody. Um, 
uh, particularly actually read it after the price of tomorrow. Read the price of tomorrow to understand like the the monetary and like deflationary cycles from technology's perspective that we're going through, and then you kind of see why these bullshit jobs are actually quote unquote sustainable in the current system, um, and then read bullshit jobs. Uh, but that you could essentially eliminate half of all jobs in the United States, close to at least, and you wouldn't meaningfully change productivity whatsoever. Yeah, and 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 uh, and that's happening faster. So it'll be three yeah. quarters, then it'll be ninety percent, and that and and all of those prices should fall as a result. A result, you just don't. So you don't live in a, actually an economy. When people when when people they're I think they're misusing the economists economy. You live mm-hmm. in a control structure. Yeah, it's like there is nothing in the economy that is actually based on first principles. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a control structure, and while we believe in that control structure, that essentially that four hundred trillion dollars of debt is solvent, and we're going to decide, we're deciding every day we live in that system and spend more of our time in system that system, we're deciding with our time, it's okay if you pick my pocket at an ever increasing rate to make that whole. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what we're deciding. So that is not an economy. That is when when people when when people real when people have this belief that inflation is required for a productive economy. What informs the belief in the first place? So what you're saying is I believe that it's okay to steal. I'd have no vote for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's okay to steal to hidden, have hidden theft in money at 2% a year and 3% a year is probably okay too. But 4% is your is, is starting to get tight. What they're really saying is I won't notice my pocket being picked by 2% a year. Yeah. And then they're conflating that with needing to have inflation for a productive economy. There is no law. There is no, there, there is no law according to physics that you have to have inflation for a productive economy. You have to have inflation for a productive debt economy. And, and that's, what's, that's, what's changing. And to make unsustainable debt sustainable. Exactly. The only way you just have to steal to pay for it. You just have to steal to pay for it. Yeah. Counterfeit. So, so, but people haven't asked the question, what would uh, something else look like? Mm-hmm. But they should start asking that question because what we're talking about with AI and what we're talking about here uh, is, is, is uh, essentially it accelerates these trends at a way, at a, at a rate that, and it doesn't accelerate the trend. The trend's been the same all the way through. But it, yeah. but it's measured yeah. on a log function, and in pe- because people are measuring linear, mm-hmm. um, for them it'll look like, oh my god, what just happened? Yeah. This linear is, brains in an exponential out. system. Exactly, yeah. this came out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to throw on that little vi- video just to, and then we can? Yes, I was fighting with trying to figure out how to. My camera studio doesn't like I can show it in the actual video, um, but if you want to watch it again, like while we watch it, and I'll just edit over it. Um, yeah, sure. uh, because I can't, it doesn't seem to have a screen sharing right here in the yeah. thing. And I no, thought that, that I works. So we'll, we'll talk gonna, about it a little bit afterwards. Yeah. Today we're so I'm going to watch it right now. AI, which lets anyone create studio quality podcasts in seconds. Let's say we're starting a daily podcast that recaps top hacker news posts from the previous day. Give it a name. Scroll hacker news to find the top posts and their reactions to use as your input and throw it in the wonder machine. Next, just sit back and watch as artificial intelligence creates a script for you, including an intro, outro, 
and show notes. Okay, we got it. Cool, huh? Let's choose our host. Don't like my voice? Not a problem. I can take it from here. If you want something more personal, we got you. As simple as uploading a 30-second clip of you talking. Did it work? Much better. Okay, let's choose some music for the intro. Something mellow. No, no, maybe some country? Uh, I'll just add my own. Let's check the script one last time. Yeah, this is better. I think now the Wonder Robot is ready to give you a studio-quality podcast. Just ask it. Welcome to the Hacker News Recap, where we bring you an exclusive overview of the top 10 posts on Hacker News every day. In this episode, we'll dive into Semaphore, a full-body keyboard that revolutionizes our interaction with technology, explore find.com, a developer-focused search engine powered by GPT-4, and learn about Izzy Miller's AI experiment replacing college-era group chats. Man, that's so crazy. I watched it yesterday, and and I just had to watch it again to be to be fresh because, God, just I mean, and this is actually one thing that I wanted to do um, because like Bitcoin Audible is you know I do lots of reading yeah. of other people's stuff, and now I have ten thousand hours of audio that I could train to do that reading for me. But I didn't want to do that because one of the things that I get out of Bitcoin Audible is. I read all of this content. Like I get to like piece by piece, really assess it. So I feel like I know what I'm talking about. I have learned more from Bitcoin Audible than I think any listener or anybody else, because I have to read it three times, you know? Um, I buy buy that by the way. That's why you're so good good in this space. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I'm not going to do that to Bitcoin Audible, but one of the things that I wanted to really explore with AI Unchained, because this is not only going to be a show like discovering and like exploring the ideas and the philosophy around it, but I want to be able to play around with all the tools and how many things, how many AI tools can I use to help streamline and make this show good? So this would be like the perfect sort of thing that to write my descriptions or whatever and then just say is like AI wrote the description from the transcript, you, you know, like just so that people can see exactly how these tools can be used. Um but holy crap, the fact that it would just, like, it just grabs. I mean, you, you think about, like, how many different layers of things that that one tool just did. Like, yeah. All and, the way to publish. And, all the way to publish. And, and all the way to publish, music, everything else, intro, <clears throat> outro. Um, and so so most people, uh, probably many people listening to this podcast right now, that would have been their first interaction with something mm-hmm. like that and it'll blow their brains and that is one tiny tiny little abstraction of a little bit of this yeah. power into one t- type of thing and it's exploding everywhere like i said th- i think in the last two weeks a thousand new tools um like that and what's happening as well is and that's why the it's it's moving at such a rate i would recommend everybody uh, download chat gpt for all to their computer because you'll have the entire uh code base on your on your desktop so Mm -hmm. you could you could actually train you could actually see 
what the one if you're looking at chat gpt um uh, on uh, um, version versus your desktop you could see the biases versus one one versus the other but mm -hmm. that means if you don't have inter internet access or for some reason it um cuts off your internet access is cut off effectively you have the entire world's knowledge base um sitting on your computer on, sitting on your Impressed. computer impressed compressed on your computer it's staggering so so that would be something i would do but if you um you've probably i don't know do you have the beta version of uh chat gpt with uh with web browsing yet with web browsing yeah with web browsing not sure i mean i, I have i'm paying for chat gpt or whatever and i use it a lot and i'm trying to yeah. right now get the llm stuff running on my own computer but i'm not sure what you mean with web browsing is that something yeah, so look that up after this. Okay. Uh, but uh, the um, I'm I'm in the I'm not in the beta yet. I'm I'm on the list uh, in in the beta. But I've seen different people using the beta. It effectively mm -hmm. because Chat GPT four is two thousand September two thousand twenty one is yeah. is the cutoff date. Imagine taking all that information and then allowing it to ask its own questions on recent events and all all the knowledge it's accumulating every day. Mm -hmm. that that that's with web browsing and it it what i've seen out of that is it literally if you thought chat gpt blew your mind um it, this like it's just how fast it, it's going so i'm again i'm on the on the waiting list but i've also seen people that have used it already and some of the things it's capable of um it it makes chat gpt4 look like a toy good god like, um, these, are, these are on the order of weeks man it's, yeah, like, it's it, like waiting three days to get a podcast about this out is breaking like like you're already behind you know yeah. like between with, with your editing you have to have ai to edit your stuff because otherwise you're you you've you're behind you know you're waiting, Nothing, you're everything waiting. is out of date immediately exactly and 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 so it is going to be uh, increasingly hard to that's why your podcast is going to be really good but it's going mm -hmm. to be really hard to keep up with what's happening mm -hmm. um and and staying at the edge of what's happening and finding the tools that are most valuable and 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 what you're doing is is going to be a superpower it's going mm -hmm. and and a lot of those tools like if you look, took it if you look at mid journey today uh, probably many people on this haven't even used mid journey today they should try it uh, but yeah, then, version five is pretty it, pretty crazy it's a huge improvement yeah it's, it's incredible hands they, finally look like hands <laughs> yeah exactly but then but then if they uh if they want that and they they realize okay well that's if i want to I want to use it all the time. I might have to pay twenty or thirty dollars a month, um, but then if they did if they did that, there's a hundred other tools like that. Uh, there's one called Blue Willow. That's not quite as good as that yet, but it's mm -hmm. completely free. Yeah. So so what what we're describing right now is is the process at a fa at a way faster rate of why AI will also be decentralized and free and everything else because mid journey comes out and it provides so, or open AI comes out with us and they <clears> charge you uh, $20 a month. And then somebody builds onto that and builds something else that they take it uh, cheaper and it decentralizes uh, uh, further. So the process that we're describing here and all of these, what, what will likely happen at first is people will only go to the paid tools 
right? And mm-hmm. they'll go, oh, wow, this is so, because they'll see those, those will have more marketing budgets and everything else. But some of the other tools are growing just, maybe just just a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're literally free. So you can put together any sort of number of tools uh, here and, and drive that productivity into your life. But more of that productivity, if you understand how to use them, you're going to be super valuable for businesses or creating a new business that can deliver more value to society in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's, this is also why I don't think there is this moat. I think AI is going to move so quickly and things will be adopted by the open source community and give basically a such a vast array of options on how to utilize it so quickly that your your thesis or whatever that the, the marginal cost, I mean, uh, price, uh, the price, price will fall, for, yeah, price falls fall to the, the marginal, marginal cost. cost AI yeah. is going to be universal and free quicker than anything else that we use right now. Yeah. Like that you're just not going to be able to charge for this. Um, yeah. And uh, Open Assistant is one that I started playing around with two or three days ago. Um, and it's a, a completely open source model and data set that is based on, it's specifically around alignment with the uh, human feedback learning mechanism. Yeah. So uh, you're training it as you use it um, and you can, I, I haven't, I'm, right now I'm just using it on their server or whatever, just to kind of get a feel for it. Cause I'm trying to figure out which one I want to use as the main one on my, the new computer I'm building, um, all specifically for this and for the show and everything. Um, but, uh, the, the open source model, they, they basically used, a had a broad survey of like tons and tons of different users and in just preference from the user, the, matching to chat gpt's responses is almost spot on it it was 48.3 percent versus 51.7 percent so chat gpt had a very small edge against the open source version but the thing is that the open source version can learn very quickly and it's learning from a huge ecosystem of people that are building extensions and doing micro learnings and you can integrate it in no time. I mean, you look at like some of these websites every single day, every single day, there's like 40 new models or weight changes or Laura's, you know, the, the low, the low rank adjustments or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like so many different variations that are being integrated and then re regrowing the model and open source is doing with way less resources and way less parameters. What is comparable to these giant, Google and Meta and open AI models that are costing millions and millions of dollars and oogles of parameters. Um, Did you, that's actually did what you tomorrow's see? episode or episode two is going to be about because there was that leak from the Google engineer. Yeah, that's, um, what, that's what I was just yep. going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Google has no moat and either does yeah. open AI, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and then comparing these models and how close they are already. And this is two months in. This is two yep. months from... Yep. Uh, it's been no time. It has been no time. It's been... And it, it, so the rate of change that's coming back, and this isn't even the rate of change. This is just essentially deep learning models doing the same thing they've already done with more parameters and more layers. Yeah. There is going to be an insight somewhere along the path that changes this insight and makes it even like order of magnitude uh, better at some point along yeah. this, uh, along this. So yeah, this is inevitable. It's inevitable that it, uh, it, it merges with machines 
it it uh, it, it inevitable. And when people think about merging with machines, that merging with machines, um, not just when you when when people kind of have a fear response, they think about their Boston Robotics dog or something like that, uh, mm -hmm. that type of intelligence in that. But now imagine any sort of machine as well that you could 3D print that all different types of over time that the marginal cost of production there starts to fall at the same rate because now it's been been put into technology and it falls at the same rate um so and and that removes labor the, my friend did a, put up a slide the other day and he's i can't remember the the date um but he he said um all tasks all tasks at a like at a superhuman level um, with his robots in a number of years would be done at uh, under five dollars an hour. All yeah. so imagine hiring an an, an unlimited uh, somebody who could do something better than all humans at that uh, um, at that rate that never had to take a break, didn't have to have a lunch break, um, union everything else at under five dollars an hour, and so. If we don't allow the productivity to flow to us in the form of lower prices, we're in a lot of trouble, and yeah. and and that's the and, and and that's why the that's why Bitcoin as well is so important in yeah. this uh, in this transition. I, I think I really think AI is AI is a tool that can be horrifying and can be the greatest thing that ever happened to us. And it is entirely dependent on our the network of economic communication, which means that with Bitcoin, AI is the greatest thing we've ever had. With fiat, AI is the worst thing that's going to ever happen to us. You know, totally, totally. The so here's a different way for people that have fear of this um, uh, to be able to think about the the, the this. Um, if you're consolidating. Um, all the power in one person or a couple people who can make all the decisions for you. That seems like fear. So that seems like that, that, that seems like North Korea's model, right? They reach yeah. into your family. Nothing can be said. Nothing can do it without control, that control structure all the way into your individual uh, actions. And you have to believe the Supreme leader and what the Supreme leader, um, and that, that model would look like that. Right. Mm -hmm. that, the, the and and some people think that oh it wouldn't be that bad, but you can see individual rights and freedoms on a path going that way. In other words, if you play that model, China will win. They're mm -hmm. better at it than the U.S. Right? China will win, and that's what the model uh, will look like. I suspect that human beings won't want that model, and more and more will understand th uh, this. And what you're saying is the free market always wins over time because it, because we can't see the things we don't know. Mm -hmm. and we can't see what we want until we experience something that it was in develop, it, it introduced by an entrepreneur that then changes our ideas. And it's, if you consolidate all power into somebody's hands that says, I'm going to block that from happening because you have to believe that, then just like in North Korea, living standards have to go down because yeah. nobody can see all of those economic actions and ideas. And so the other the other end of the spectrum is is the end of the spectrum we're talking about on Bitcoin. That the byproduct of that end of the spectrum 
is driving prices down faster and faster. So we all don't have to work as hard to be able to live, uh, uh, live in that world. And it's all of those essentially accruing to the value creators for a time until their value that they delivered also goes to zero and they have to attack something else. But the byproduct of that is for those people, even if they, uh, if they, as they fall out and they don't have a job, you, you don't need a job to pay for the oxygen you're breathing. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. for the same, it's for the same reason. And so, so you have these two massive ends of the spectrum. And then I, I suspect that eventually, uh, the U S is going to understand this and, um, and, and other nations are going to understand this and they're going to move quicker to the system that allows more freedoms, more economic freedoms that uh, that describe this uh, this language, right? That we're talking about, and allow that productivity to uh, to fall. But it's a group. That's that phase transition that we're in the middle of, and most people are measuring it as a snapshot of a movie, and they're getting they're they're instead of watching the entire movie play out. They're not seeing the motion; they're seeing the exactly. individual frame. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know the crazy thing about this too is that when you have a country like the different environments and jurisdictions or whatever that will take different approaches, the feedback loop for making, for aligning with this for like El Salvador, I think is a prime example is going through another Bitcoin bull market while AI technology. And they're in the process of eliminating all taxes on technological innovation yep. in their country. The feedback loop in a year or two, the, like totally. the, the absolute, almost horrific explosion of prosperity that could happen in that country would literally make the rest of the world panic in attempting to take it. Like, like how did they beat us on this? Oh, like yeah. the, the ability to shift economic and political power in this environment, like things, there are going to be black swans, black swan events all over. Like we have really no idea what this is going to look like in four to 10 years, like, like, holy crap. Right. Um, and because of that, I think with the accelerating pace of technology and the breakdown of trust in legacy institutions and the model that we have used and thought worked, but now we're paying for, yeah. um, means that power can shift insanely fast, but like Insane. in a matter of months, we can really displace huge amount like the, the disruption it's like BitTorrent towards the media industry and in yeah. the in the early 2000s is that like we just like if they don't adjust it's just not going to they're not going to have anything at the other end of this they're fighting a reality that is impossible it's like standing in front of a freight train yeah the, the, and, and that's it the rea the entire reality that they're living in or in you could say many people in the u.s are living in is a reality that their money needs to be, be debased at an exponential rate and mm -hmm. in, in the u.s it's it's a way less than it needs to be in other places in the world and and to pretend that you live in something that's called an economy instead of a control structure that's what it looks like so the uh, this is going to change this. I, I, I wish it wasn't going to, 
but it's going to hurt a lot of people and a whole bunch of people are going to react through fear and, 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 and essentially vote away their individual rights and freedoms because they're in a state of fear or, or they've been rug pulled. Um, somebody else is going to come in and say, I'm, I'm the savior. I'm going, and and it's, it can't be saved from a person. It has to be saved from a system. And, And this is a new economic system imposing itself that takes advantage, uh, that, that, that is, Effectively, everybody that's that's joining is encoding the best of uh, best of humanity into it, and it's and 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 the output is the best for humanity. Is what happens over time. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's two two things I want to try to hit on. One thing that, like, I think part of the reason why I don't naturally respond to to I mean, there are moments where I'm afraid like without a doubt. But my normal tendency is to be optimistic about this. And I think it's because of my perspective on everything prior to AI is I think people have a tendency to personify these huge systems that we're in. We personify the market, we personify political institutions and huge groups of people. And they just come with this giant baggage of this is what all of these people think. And this is what all these people believe. When in reality, if you take a sobering look at it, is that these things are so vastly complex and interwoven and interactive with each other that they are, we are already a part of huge, complex, multifaceted systems and means of organizations and networks that we can't even possibly comprehend one tiny little itty bitty fraction of. Like we're already a part of something that is so out of our control we just pretend like we can control it. We just kind of have this ignorance. More, so, I, 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 my optimistic side is, yeah. is, is this. Um, we are all connected. Globally, yeah. we are all connected. Every single one of us. Uh, it, it's a vibration of energy and we're all connected in an economic system in service <laughs> of making our lives better. Um, and the economic system we live in right now is essentially based on fraud that disconnects us and needs to divide us further to be able to to create that and we can't see that but we are all connected my tesla required cobalt from a mine in um in uganda let's say and mm-hmm. that, that that person who was making a dollar a day and, um and under terrible living conditions to be able to make me afford my tesla we are all connected um mm-hmm. we just right now the 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 economic system we live in is uh the way if you say the west we exploit the countries that by the same fun- function to be able to consolidate our wealth and then and then we don't see that that same exploitation to the point one percenters that do it to us and we yell at the point one percenters while failing to realize that our entire economic wealth is driven by actually um, exploiting somebody else mm-hmm. and so what would the world look like if if we were all in that system um, feeding that system, um, it, what would be the mirror reflection of society? Would be pretty if everything easy, flowed be, the opposite if, direction. If everything floated on, floated on theft, you would see, and it had to expand exponentially to be able to deal with, with what we're, you could see, you can see literally everything. The mirror reflection of the world is a mirror reflection of, of that interconnectedness of us. Yeah. Um, based on on theft, and what would it look like in an, in in a new system that were that were where that interconnectedness was based on truth, 
it's pretty uh, pretty easy for me to see what it would look like too it would look very different and mm-hmm. our minds would change and that's why i say they are our, our ability to deliver more value to other people and create more value would do so and prices would fall as a result yeah yeah i don't want to take up too much from your time but i have two little things that i want to touch on before we close this out um uh and obviously there's we might have to get you back on if if you're if you're up for it um anytime my friend anytime hell yeah um but one thing i wanted to i wanted to get a little bit more local with what the consequences of this might look like is for an individual's job. So we talk about like, you know, we don't pay, we don't have to worry about the wage we have when we're buying our air, you know, um, is how does the job environment, I I think the idea of a job is antiquated already. Um, but like what does productivity from an individual perspective potentially look like to you? Like, like how do you think this transition will occur? And I have my own kind of general ideas or theories. Um, but is there something today that kind of analogizes or you think is a trend that's going to continue that is going to, is where these, the old way of doing things and the old way of thinking about jobs and occupations and stuff is going to shift? Like, do you have a concrete yeah, yeah. example? It's, it's just an acceleration. So if you were early on the internet mm-hmm. and you understood that power of what was happening on the internet mm-hmm. versus what people believed before that, um, you saw the same thing at a slower rate, right? You saw mm-hmm. a whole bunch of economic act, uh, actors. Now, remember, the internet as we know it today was kind of layer four was HTTP, which would mm-hmm. have been 1989. And then remember what the internet looked like in the 90s. So I was building to it at that point. I saw this as a revolutionary revolutionary technology uh, and breakthrough. But remember what it looked like and how slow that was. The iPhone that everybody can't believe they haven't had all their life. Yeah. Right? It was only 2007. And yeah. that was on top of the same stack. What we're doing right now, right, on, on this video, this was on top of the same stack, the same protocol stack that came much late, later as it got easier and easier to use. Why yeah. Blockbuster could stay stuck is because is because they didn't see how fast that that rate change was happening underneath, and they didn't see that once it hit a certain point, that their entire economic value that they had created was 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 a noose around their neck because it was re- reliant on the old system, and so so that's happening right now at at, at a rate that we almost can't comprehend. Will it be distributed to all of society that fast? No, because it's because there's two there's two major waves happening. One is what's happening in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is measuring that productivity, and most and ninety nine percent of the population on this planet are stuck in the old system, measuring productivity from the old system and getting their pocket picked. So they can't see what we're talking about. But more and more people are driving over, and that's creating a network effect both on Bitcoin and layer two on Bitcoin, which is now two network effects reinforcing on each other. That's actually driving more people on. So that's one big, big trend, right? Mm-hmm. What is your denominator and what does this look look like? And where are you going to put your time in to create economic value? Mm-hmm. I would say move as much time you, as you can to the new system. 
So, yeah. so one of those new systems is Bitcoin and everything that's going to happen on top. There's tons of opportunity there because you're literally building a new peer-to-peer -peer internet mm -hmm. from the ground up. And that peer-to-peer -peer internet is tied to energy instead of an abstraction monetary system that abstracts energy. So it's literally tied to energy. And it's mm -hmm. a new new build. It's such a big deal. And but it, some of your some people on this podcast will already know that. But yeah. they should move. They should move as much time as they can out of the fiat system and into this system because they'll see opportunity galore. But it's early. It's like the internet was early. And some of those some of those companies are going to blow up. They're going to be bad ideas. There's going to be competition, and um, and so so if you looked at that. And you said, where are we with lightning? Mm -hmm. We're probably realistically, if you're saying, saying um, it with lightning at where lightning started, where it is today, you're probably, if you use the same analogy where HTTP, HTTP was in, um, in 89, lightning is the start of the internet. Yeah. The new peer to peer internet. And so yeah. it's only 91. No, I totally agree. Right. <laughs> right. It's only yeah. 91. And now that'll happen at a way faster rate than it did over the time frame for, for internet adoption, mm -hmm. because we're, all these trends are accelerating. But if you just use that same thing, that's actually the t type of opportunity. And it just is so rich in opportunity. It's so exciting in opportunity. In fact, that's why we're investing there because I, I just can't believe people are missing this. So that's, that's the one, let's say one giant trend. The other trend is what we're talking about on this show, the AI trend that's exploding. And, and it, it, every single person, you, I, I, this is going to sound negative, but if you don't know this, you're going to get run over by it. Mm -hmm. yep. you, it is so important. I actually, right now with my kids, I care more that they do this than their school. Way more. 100%. 100%. Way I more. mean, they, you can argue school is nonsense anyway, but it, it's yeah. preparing people for a world that doesn't exist. It doesn't hadn't, didn't exist 20 years ago. Exactly. They, and, and so this is critical that people start to understand and gain some, and, and it doesn't actually take much. You have yeah. curiosity. Just same, same thing is for in Bitcoin. We understand this because most people to be able to understand Bitcoin had to go through curiosity and they had to break a whole bunch of uh, models. Their prism of the world had mm -hmm. to change and, and Bitcoin didn't change. They changed as a result of seeing kind of a new world unfolding and it drove them into economic Economics. It drove them into game theory. It drove them into thermodynamics. Uh, it, it drove them into a whole bunch of different systems. Yeah, the number it, of disciplines it, around it. Just, number of disciplines. It's, it's, it's endless. It's so astonishing crazy. because yeah. it's such a crazy. It, it's such a crazy discovery that has never existed before. So, he, so those people that were open, curious, had an advantage in understanding Bitcoin. Same thing is true for AI. If you if you remove the fear, this is coming anyway no matter what um and you and you say i want to learn this i don't i don't want to be triggered by the fear which which will will stop you from learning it i just want to mm -hmm. take 15 minutes a day half an hour a day and i'm going to uh, an hour a day then it might turn into two hours a day in no time you will be an expert you'll you'll be able to teach others and you'll be really exciting because you'll be interesting because um, you'll have made your life better. And, and a lot of those tools, you'll make your life better 
you make you gain more productivity in your life and you could apply that to any sort of number of businesses and it's just a tool um if you want to learn the tool you'll be better at you or the the broad set of tools you'll be better at those tools so i'd recommend don't wait uh maybe that's a plug for your show but uh <laughs> but uh but 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 this exactly is AI untrained, isn't it? <laughs> but exactly what you're doing guy um and exactly what you did in bitcoin essentially you created a whole bunch of value for other people to understand how fast something was moving and you you actually provided value in their life and and you got paid for creating value in their life because you knew, knew this and it provided a whole bunch of value in your life in bitcoin yeah. you're doing the exact same i swear thing, i think right? i got more out of bitcoin audible than anybody else i really do and i, I, I think it was it was for yeah. me <laughs> I, I say the same thing in my book i say the same thing about bitcoiners all the time people thank me all the time and i and i say i think i get more out of this community than i give i it's just one of those uh, it's so amazing. It's the, it's such a crazy community. But when you think about that in giving and creating value for others, you actually, um, it's amazing what can happen. And that's what you're doing. So you, what you did with Bitcoin Audible, what you're doing with this show. And if you create a lot of value for people, they're going to follow the show and you're going to get paid an increment of that uh, value over time by providing value to others. That's the way the world works. Yeah. Yeah. Should work. Um, it should, it should work. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, with yeah, a yeah. good money. That is the way the world <laughs> exactly. works. Yeah. That's the way the world turns. Now, I wanted to to would this be a fair summation of what you were talking about in like take advantage of this and stuff? Because a lot of people have this idea that evolution is the survival of the fittest, and uh, there is, and I think that's a lot of people will say this or try to correct that that. It's not about being the strongest. It's not about being the biggest, the alpha or whatever. It's about survival of the most adaptable. Adaptable. Exactly. It's, and so the question is, the world is changing aggressively. Are you adapting? Like to ask yourself, are you adapting to it? And yeah. if you aren't, figure out how you can. Yeah. And re and realize that every time you're looking at something and you get triggered by fear, that, that, that is typically a control response to drive you to that trigger. Yeah. So, so nothing, it, it doesn't have to, so it, it, <laughs> my wife says this, but you can go in any depth on any sort of topic and, and, and you don't get, uh, you don't get scared about it because mm -hmm. I just openly look at the topic. Mm -hmm. And then I want to discuss the topic. And, and even in the worst case on that topic, I would rather know what the worst case is and chase it all the way to the ground. 100%. Um, and, then, and then assign different probabilities of my, uh, my life and look at that. But I want to know. I don't want to. And, and, but it doesn't, knowing doesn't, doesn't hurt me at all. I just want yeah. to know. I'm, cu yeah. I'm curious. I'm, I, I'm open. once you, once if you, if you can organize your life that way, that way, and you know, the worst case scenario of, uh, of, uh, of something, whatever it happens to be, and you actually ask it a first principle, uh, first principle all the way down to the ground, what the worst, worst, worst could look like. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, now I know that. How do I optimize my time for a better scenario? Yeah. Yeah. Um, very last thing, um, and you don't have to give a long answer because this is basically on topic with everything we've discussed already. <laughs> but I asked ChatGPT 
if it could ask you one question, what would it ask? Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and I gave a description of the show and everything that we're doing. So this is what ChatGPT wants to know. What steps do you envision individuals and communities taking to foster a decentralized AI ecosystem that empowers individuals and safeguards against the risks of the centralized control while still reaping the benefits of the advancing AI technologies? You fight good with more good. Um, I mean, you fight evil with more with good. You don't fight evil by 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 uh, by blocking the good. This is what the, uh, and and so I I choose to to see the world as mostly really great people stuck mm -hmm. in a system, and I look and I look to empower those people. Even this podcast, hopefully a, a couple of people. Uh, or you could take this message and, and change from being stuck in a system with negative incentives to, to starting to see the opportunities in a system with positive incentives, which, which means the good in us expands and that's, yeah. um, and it, and it gives license for, for the best people to win and they and they expand this is uh so that's what i would do and that's what i uh, that's what i do the system's moving there anyways i just want mo more people as fast as possible to understand where that system because they'll be better protected uh from it or they'll be better protected from what's going to happen and they'll be the lights they'll be the beacons for more people to come on because they're uh, uh, more people to come onto the system because they're doing it i would say less less selfishly and more selflessly and 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 humanity will move that way awesome amen amen i totally agree dude thank you for being the first guest on <laughs> ai unchained i think this is a great opening to the show um and uh i'm excited i i you know like it is it is scary um you know it's change is not um, is not something that's always easy to deal with. Uh, but I think we do have the tools. I, I think if we have the right philosophy and the right mentality to this, I think we can just, I just think there's so much opportunity. Like you said, it's in our nature. It's in, yeah. it's in, it's yeah. in our nature. This is going to be the way this is going to roll out is just yeah. move, uh, uh, move there earlier and, 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 and how you'll, you'll help a whole bunch of other people get there. So I love what you're doing. I'm super honored to be the first guest on it. Congratulations. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. I will, uh, do thank you again and I'll see you in a week. Like awesome. A few days. <laughs> awesome. Man, that was fun. I had an awesome time with Jeff Booth. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And do not forget to subscribe to this show on either YouTube or the podcast app that you are using so that you do not miss it because we are going to have a lot more content to come. This is just getting started. And I am so excited for the things that we are going to unpack here. And uh, do not forget to check out Jeff Booth and The Price of Tomorrow, his book. It is phenomenal. If you have not read it, it is an absolute favorite of mine. And that's coming from someone who has read a lot. I mean, a lot and a lot of books. So that's kind of my thing. And if you haven't uh, explored Bitcoin and you want to go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, that is why we have Bitcoin Audible. Um, uh, I will have a link to a playlist for the basics series because it's probably the best introduction into um, what Bitcoin is. 
And, uh, and check out our sponsors as well for the Bitcoin Audible show. And they are uh, helping out with the launch of this show as well, AI Unchained. Um, Swan Bitcoin, the best onboarding for Bitcoin. So if you're just trying to get some Bitcoin, definitely go to Swan. If, uh, if you have a debit card that doesn't pay you Bitcoin, doesn't pay you sats back, you are failing and you should get a fold card. And then lastly, uh, you're going to want to keep your Bitcoin safe and hardware security hardware devices are where it is at for bitcoin security and coinkite has you covered coinkite.com or bitcoinaudible.com slash cold card will take you right there all of that stuff will be in the description if you want to check it out as well as the uh few things that we have covered in this show with links um to explore some of those ai tools and we will get into some specifics next week and i've already got a couple of uh, other conversations lined up i think you guys are really going to love this i am I'm really, really, really excited to finally be doing this. So thank you guys for joining me. And I will catch you on the next episode, on the next show, on the next podcast of AI Unchained. Thanks for listening, guys.